I need to re-listen to that first intro quick take that we did, but I think we're going to try, we agreed that we're going to try and do a quick take on the off weeks. Like, so every other week yeah, will be a quick take. So there's going to be an episode every week then, right? Hopefully, yes. Awesome. That I figured could be an intro. Oh, okay. Good deal. Okay. Good, good introing. Way to go. <laughs> you know what? I literally, I could not hum our intro and I've heard it 75,000 times and I could not hum it. You couldn't do our intro music right now? That's not at all it. Hey everybody, this is a quick take and uh, we are talking about, I guess not only Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Quentin Tarantino movie, but the, I guess maybe kind of the focus, I guess I don't really know how heavily it's going to play into it, but the Manson stuff. Right. So some background. The trailer just dropped yesterday, right? Well, the new it's, trailer. it's the second. Tra- yeah, it's. I think it's the, new the first official trailer. Right. So the first official trailer dropped yesterday. Um, and I know that it's about or the Manson murders are involved in some way. But I know nothing about the Manson murders at all. And I saw the trailer and having seen both of the trailers, they kind of left something to be desired. I was really not thrilled with them. Like, I don't know what the hell is happening. And I feel like even if I do have some kind of background on the Manson murders that I don't know, it just, it seemed off to me. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't going to help then because I'm going to give you some background on the Manson murders. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, like, well, I'm just saying like, what were your thoughts on the trailer? If you if you knew about the Manson murders, so I do know the about them. I do know about the Manson murders. I um, I wrote down pretty much everything I know about Manson, and I wanted to talk to you about that. And we'll talk talk about how it plays into the trailer. But first, as far as my opinion on the trailers, I really like the first one. I thought it was uh, the the teaser. I just thought it was like a well cut trailer, and it was fun, and it had like Tarantino isms in it. Uh, like the the really witty dialogue and the comedy style. And as far as a cast, I mean, like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, like, I mean, like my favorite roles of each of theirs are in their perspective Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You're, I don't think this newest trailer played as well just because it didn't have like as like catchy of music. And I think there are some references that people that live in Los Angeles um, in, in that area, surrounding area will be like, oh my God, like I, I know this. I've heard several people say like, oh, this is so cool because these are the streets I drive on and, you know, it's obviously retrofitted to look like 1969. However, uh, you know, we live on the East Coast. I have right. never been to California, so I don't, I don't have that background. It's not that they weren't styled beautifully or edited beautifully. It's just that I see this trailer and I'm not sure if I want to go see it because I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like what? I don't know what's going on. Like they didn't give us anything. I think to a degree by this point, you know, the the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino is what they're banking on a lot of people being interested in. And then obviously the cast. I mean, the subject matter that they're talking about, um, the Manson murders, and in some case, the fact that Bruce Lee's, you know, someone playing Bruce Lee is in it. Um, there are a lot of people who are like old Hollywood celebrities that 
are being played by different actresses. Different actors in this movie, yes. Actors, yeah. Interesting. If Quentin Tarantino makes a movie. I go like that's just the deal. No, you know what I mean. I'm certainly yeah, and I think I mean it's the same with like M Night. There are a lot of uh, directors that I will just automatically go see their movies. Uh, Tarantino being one of them. And you were right about having Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio in these, and I think they're going to be amazing as always. But I think I'm surprised it's taken this long to get Margot Robbie involved because that just seems like a perfect fit. Um, and I also, they teased a little bit that Dakota Fanning was going to be in this, which for some reason I'm like most excited about, like, that's going to be so cool. I love Dakota. I love both of the Fannings, honestly. I think they're great. I think they're amazing actresses. So I'll tell you after I go through all of this, I'll tell you, uh, who Dakota Fanning is playing, but, uh, it's, it's actually, I'm like, this is actually really interesting. I did not know this. I looked her up and I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool because honestly, I mean, in, in a, a movie, like all these famous people, I, I like to go to fanning, but like, she was not on the top of my list of being excited for, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the fact that she is playing, uh, this character is actually pretty cool. Sweet. I mean, it's well, not cool because it. like, it's a bad person, but like, it's. it's interesting still though just like it seems like dakota fanning with tarantino that just seems like another uh overdue like that just ah that's gonna be a great dynamic and i can't i can't wait to see it quentin tarantino has made some missteps as of late but and i mean throughout his career obviously with the close friendship to uh harvey weinstein and a lot of different things i think in, in this regard, though, like I, what I'm trying to do is separate art from the artist. Uh, I mean, I, I don't like it's it's hard to there are things he said and things he's apologized for. And it's hard to like hold that against someone. I'm very much about like if someone comes out and says they're sorry and apologizes and tries to actually correct the behavior, they should at least be given a chance to be able to correct such behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm I'm hoping that he behaves himself for the rest of his life so that this legacy of movies doesn't sort of get tarnished because I know that a lot of times there are people, I mean, I've not ever been targeted with it, but like there are a lot of people that like, oh, you shouldn't like this because it was starring this person or related to this person in some way and they've been canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know that Quentin Tarantino has been canceled, but I mean, I think he's come close. Uh, and I'm, I'm just hoping that like he can stay on the straight and narrow for a bit. He just got married <laughs> six months ago, so he uh, oh, wow. hopefully is I can't be his first not, wife. Is uh, that his first wife? First wife, I can't yeah. be his first wife. Are you kidding? Uh, that surprises me. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Hold on. I will Google it. I could have sworn that he... It just seems like he should be should have been married before. He's got to be, like, pushing 60, right? Yeah, he's only ever been married once. Wow. Daniela well, congrats, Pitt. Tarantino. And he's 56. Yeah, so he's yeah, getting so. on up there. He looks good, though. I was I saw some pictures of him at Cannes. His movie just debuted, I think, yesterday? Or I don't know when y'all will see this, but sometime this you week. You mean, like, recent photos? Because I know he had, a, yeah. he had a stretch there where he was not looking too yeah, healthy. Yeah, he wasn't looking healthy, but I think he... You know, as as a stylist and puts makeup on. This takes, you know, he's very involved, uh, yeah. you know, in his movies, and I think it takes a lot out of him. There's a lot. I remember seeing footage uh, of him on Kill Bill, and I mean, Kill Bill was made 15 years ago, and he looked bad. I was like, oh man, 
So, uh, but let me tell you about Manson. The stuff that I know about Manson's for people who maybe don't understand this. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm saying though. Uh, I don't think this movie like focuses too too heavily on it. There are like they're not the main characters, and uh, what I will say is that like you know that Quentin Tarantino likes to do a revisionist history sort of. <laughs> deal like you know with what he did with inglorious bastards so i don't think i'm like spewing spoilers for the movie or anything like that this was you know this happened this is very public um obviously it's one of the most famous mass murders in history that i will tell you about okay you ready okay i'm ready all right so manson was a man with like a very troubled youth and upbringing he had a young mom who just like was not ready to be a mom there's actually Manson. A, I assume is his Charles last name. Manson. Charles Ch- Manson. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, question. his name it didn't actually start being that. I can't think of his his real name. He took his stepdad's name, um, but mm-hmm. apparently, one time there was a story that he, he that he told that his mom traded him for a beer, <clears throat> and yeah. So, I mean, it was just not it was not a good upbringing. He got bounced around from relative to relative. Yikes. And he ends up getting jailed for a lot of crimes when he's young, but he gets out of jail and, and in 1967. Okay, this movie takes place in 1969. In 1967, he moves to San Francisco and starts to amass this following. You know, he's not bad looking. He's charming. He has this sort of magnetism to him. So Manson befriends and moves in with Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. You know the Beach Boys. Oh, of course I do. Yeah, he's one of their singers. And... He introduces, uh, or Wilson introduces him to people in the industry, including this producer named Terry Melcher. Now remember him, right? Terry okay. Melcher. But ended up basically cutting ties when Manson showed that he was more interested in spreading violence rather than just the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of thing. Uh, he kicked him out along with the family. They all had moved in with him. He kicked him out. The The family is what what they called his following. Just in case okay. the Manson family. So the family at that point started living on ranches and stealing and prostituting to get by for the next months. So then the Beatles release this album called The Beatles. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> if you've ever uh, seen it, but it's what they refer to as the White Album. It's just as the Beatles and it's just white. Well, who are the Beatles, first of all? Go on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not that uncultured. <laughs> but yes, like, I know okay, what you're I talking need to about. Do, okay, we need to do another <laughs> quick take. Okay. Okay, yeah. So the Beatles released this album, which Manson believed to be this prophetic album uh, stating that a race war was coming between Caucasians and African Americans. And he even nicknamed that race war Helter Skelter, which is a Beatles song from that album. Right. So he would say that it, basically the whites and the blacks were going to fight in the street and the Manson family would hide out underground, basically in this pit in the desert or something like that. And the black people would win. After the war, it, the world would be run by black people. But then uh, in in such racist terms, I don't remember reading what he said. I mean, it is just – it's disgusting. But he, he said they would Manson- come up. Manson's like planning this. He's no Manson is saying that th- this was like a prophecy that this okay. music was like prophetic. Okay. So, um, 
he said that he would they would come up out of the ground and then because the black people couldn't control the earth that the the family would take over power from the black people and basically run the earth what the fuck yeah isn't that crazy the hell is he smoking jesus oh man you gotta you got like if if you ever are bored watch like an interview of him on youtube i mean there are tons of him people have been studying him for 50 years you know of manson yeah he wanted to create his own music to spread this message and he tried to reach out to one of the guys that dennis introduced him to who's terry melcher do you remember him I remember. So Terry Melcher was like not feeling it. Didn't really go anywhere. So a little bit later, the family starts killing people, probably more, but they for sure killed two people and a couple of them got arrested, right? But then the most famous killings was like a two-nighter situation. So in California, Charles sent four of his family members to Terry Melcher's house to murder the occupants. Right, completely murder them out. However, the mm-hmm. house it was not Terry's anymore. And there's there are accounts saying that Manson knew that, but I'm not 100% sure why he would then send these people to kill the occupants then. Because the people that did live there were director Roman Polanski and um, his wife, Sharon Tate, and their unborn eight-month pregnant you know, child that was in child. She was eight months pregnant. Yes. So do you know who Roman Polanski was? I, uh, no. He directed I, Rosemary's I've Baby. I've heard, say that again? He directed Rosemary's Baby. Oh, duh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jewish guy who, yes, yes. Yeah, and so he is the one that um, statutory raped the girl or whatever and then fled the country. Wait, raped Sharon Tate? No, 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 no. He raped this woman. She, I think she's, I mean, she's grown now, but... um. She was young at that point, and uh, he fled the country. I, th- I mean, he's still alive. Roman Polanski? Yeah. I thought you said he killed... I'm sorry. I thought you yeah, just I... said that they went in and killed him. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> Your Roman Polanski was not there. He wasn't there. The people who were home were Sharon Tate, her friends Jay Sebring, Abigail Folger, who is like literally the Folger coffee heiress. Oh my God. And her boyfriend, Wojciech Frakowski. Now, along with a guy named Stephen Parent, who is apparently like visiting the house's caretaker. It's it's terrible. They tortured and killed these people. Damn. Bad. It was bad. They wrote like things like um, Helter Skelter. And I think they wrote, they wrote pig on the front door, like in blood. Um, this, uh, apparently Sharon Tate, like begged for the life of her unborn child said, I'll be a hostage. Just let me get this baby out of me and then you can do whatever. And they still just tortured and killed her. Like, I mean, it was, it's bad. Damn. So the next night, uh, even more of them went in and killed Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, who are like this rich, um, I think they, they owned some sort of retail they were like this just this upper class family. They were they were still in California, but in, in like a farther away, and they they also wrote things like Helter Skelter and Kill the Pigs or something like Death to Pigs on the wall. But what's crazy is that they thought that it was a copycat murder instead of oh wow the same. I don't actual... know if it was because they were so close together yeah. or what. Um, 
I'm not 100% sure, but, like, everyone in Hollywood was freaking out because it was, like, wealthy people getting killed in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve McQueen is actually featured in this movie in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And oh, the story shit. is that Steve McQueen would drive around in his car with a loaded gun in his in his passenger seat. Like, there were famous people that just left town. Uh, apparently, Tony Bennett was staying in this sort of bungalow at this hotel, and he... Uh, moved inside because he was like, I'm not, I'm, it's not safe. I mean, people, this, this sent Hollywood into a panic. And I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not they'll show that in the film. Mm-hmm. Months later, everyone gets caught. Linda Kasabian, who was one of the family, uh, who, she was actually a getaway driver, made a deal to testify against them. And so, like, the trial is a shit show. I mean, I've not seen any... Manson movies, uh, I, uh, it seems like they'd be kind of hard to watch, uh, but I, I'm sure there have been ones about this trial as well because there are crazy things that have happened. The ladies in the family would walk to court like smiling, dressed all crazy in bright colors, singing mm. uh, each day. And then uh, Charles is like telling them specific things to do and say and yell and different ways to hold their hands and to stand like when they're when they're in there and like i mean it is is ridiculous but then richard nixon goes on television and literally says like during the trial manson's guilty and and their defense is like um mistrial like you can't you can't be the president of the united states and like go on tv and say he's guilty before they call him guilty like talk about tainting a jury right so yeah so it got denied anyway, but it's still kind of like... like oh my the, God. Isn't that crazy? One of the family members murdered one of their defense lawyers because they had apparently disagreed with Manson on, about the defense and he was found later. Oh my God. Like in the woods or something. Yeah. Uh, and there was another time where Manson jumped out of his seat to try to physically attack the judge. So it was bad. Pretty much all of them got sentenced to death, but... Then California temporarily abolished the death penalty, so they're all just serving life in prison. The thing I wanted to tell you about about Dakota Fanning is the character she's apparently playing is Lynette Frome, who did not get sentenced to life in prison for these murders. She attempted to kill Gerald Ford. She attempted to assassinate (laughs) Gerald Ford. And I mean, she failed, but like, and, and she got life in prison as well. However, she got released on parole um, after like 34 years and is free. Like she's out. Oh my God. And that well, makes she didn't me so at first I was like, anyone. holy shit, this is like so crazy. But that makes me so much more excited to see her in that character. It's, it's just, it's bizarre that like these people are real and, and, and some of them are still alive. I mean, I was watching like the documentaries that I've seen like have the, have the Manson murderers in it. Yeah. And they're all, they're all serving life in prison. You know what I mean? Like one girl, uh, I think she was like 22 when she started. Now she's like in her seventies. You know what I mean? God. Like they're yeah, yeah. serving their whole life. I mean, he ruined these people's lives. So how does this all then fit into this movie do you, yeah so in the second trailer you get a better idea of it obviously sharon tate is in the film and she you know says because she, she was a she was a famous actress 
Um, That's not Margot Robbie's character, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. She's Sharon Tate. Okay. Sharon Tate, yeah. You also can see that Leonardo DiCaprio's character is living right next door to Margot Robbie. I think it's Leo's character. One of them is living right next door to Leo or Rod Pitt, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's one or the other. Um, They're like neighbors. So they will inevitably witness or, you know what I mean? Like, I I can only imagine. I mean, Charles Manson is in this trailer. Do you know who plays him? Have you ever seen House of Wax? No. You've never seen House of Wax? Is that the one with um, Paris Hilton? uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. So he's actually in that, but like that's the only thing I know him from. Apparently, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. But um, so some people are having trouble with the possibility of like the revisionist history angle, and apparently, I, I believe that it's actually been confirmed now um, that there is some changing to some certain things because obviously you can guess the movie's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's probably there is some some aspect of it that is not an exact retelling of what happened. Um, and I think I'd have a problem with it, like if they were being disrespectful to the victims, but I don't really think they will be. Like, I can't see someone loving what they did to Hitler and Inglorious Bastards and then having a problem with him changing this particular timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, because <laughs> the argument that some people have said is that it's too soon and, like, Okay, so Hitler died in 1945, and mm-hmm. so we were 64 mo- years removed from from that when Inglorious Bastards came out in 2009, mm-hmm. and we're 50 years removed from the Manson murders. God. So I don't think it's that big of a difference. You know what I mean? Like it's, no, no. I mean they made a 9/11 movie like like four or five years after 9/11. I mean it may, maybe it was. Uh, a little bit after that, but like there have been nine eleven movies that were released. You know what I mean? So we're not that far. Uh, people are always going to take tragedies and make. I mean, they make. They've made like several Boston bombing movies. Like people take yeah, tragedies yeah. and 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 remake them. I think if even if he does change some things, I think it will be in a way that makes us still appreciate the the gravity of the situation and how horrible it was, but also maybe not leave the theater, like really beat down having just witnessed all of these <laughs> heinous crimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I, the, some of the theories that people have submitted, I'm not going to say any here, but some of the theories that people have come up with, I'm like, Oh my God, I would love all of these tapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I know in the past you've told me about, Tarantino and his refusal to go past 10 movies. Can you kind of go more in depth about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Tarantino has made this, this will be his ninth film. Well, it's hard to, it's like, it's his nine, you know, he's counting, but in reality it's, it's been more than that because Kill Bill is technically two films and, um, He's written other films that have been made and, and, you know, served as a guest director on things. But as far as, like, him counting, yes, this will be the ninth film, and then there's supposedly one more. Now, the reason he gives is that he wants to picture someone 30 years from now, like a little kid, 
going on whatever device it is to find movies and he types in his name or he scrolls past his name and he clicks it. And he says that he wants that kid to not stumble upon a bad movie. He worries that the older he gets, the longer he goes on, that there is not someone prior to him that has established a track record of really being able to do their best work in their 60s, 70s, 80s. You know what I mean? Someone who um, gets better with age. He worries about fizzling out and then not quitting while he's ahead. And I can understand that. I think he is inherently a storyteller, so it might be that we get a miniseries or a book or something else. Um, and he's expressed interest in doing a lot of a lot of those. And Glorious Bastards was almost a miniseries. Um, uh, Luke Besson. Luke, he was uh, he had dinner with Lupus on the guy that directed. Um, he directed that awful uh, animated movie with Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne that you he directed like Taken. What's that? What's that? That really awful animated movie that you? It's not animated, but it's like heavily CGI. Oh, Valerian. Yeah. That. I didn't see it, but it looked bad. awful. But like it he, was, it he's wasn't a very movie. respected director. They are friends. And Lupus, he he said to Lupusan, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna make this because I mean he he's been writing Inglorious Bastards for for a very long time. He'd been writing that for a while, um, and he was like, I'm, I think I'm gonna do this as a miniseries. And Lupusan was like, Man, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not excited about that idea because there are so few circumstances where I'm excited to actually go to the movies and your movies are the, are, are those circumstances. Aww. So like <laughs> you need to do it as a feature film. And that's yeah. what he cites as being the, you know, scenario that, that I guess changed his mind. And I mean, it, you know, it obviously was a fantastic movie, but basically he does not want someone to go through his filmography Sorry. and witness something that's like a dud. And like, I, I mean, I have movies that that I like more than others, but I don't think he's made a bad movie yet. Like, I genuinely don't. There's uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, Death Proof, which is, he also said he's like, Death Proof has to be the worst movie I've ever made. Like, oh I can't God. make something worse than that. And he's yeah, like, that's, and that's still my... pretty a pretty good or damn good movie. I love I, that's Proof. one of my favorite movies of his. Yeah. Like that's probably my second favorite, right behind Glorious Bastards. I loved yeah. Death Proof. It's fantastic. Uh, and then Inglorious Bastards, uh, Django, Hateful Eight, and now Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah, that uh, that's sense. why. And I don't think he will. I, I think he'll probably. He has also stated that it's not a hard and fast rule that you know someone has set on him. It's just like he wants to aim for ten. If he goes eleven or twelve, it's not going to be the end of the world. I, I, you know, I see this as like people you know doing their farewell tour, and obviously they go and they do two more tours, or like <laughs> uh, certain people are retiring and then they come right back out of retirement and. I mean, it's kind of like a an interesting marketing strategy. Like, can you imagine if he takes a break for 20 years and then releases a movie? That's going to be one yeah. of the biggest movies ever. Right. And um, then he can market this 10th film as like the final film by Quentin yeah. Tarantino. And then like yep. 
Quentin Tarantino returns for his 11th <laughs> film. I, it was such a genius thing to do for him to number them. Uh, some, some of the movies aren't necessarily numbered in the, um, in the advertising, but the majority of them are like the third film by Quentin Tarantino, the fifth, you know what I mean? The sixth, the yeah, seventh. Yeah. So, and I think that's like really, it's just a, a good way to like, I, I, again, I think just plaster himself all over this. Like he's the director, <laughs> he's the auteur. And in a sense, for a lot of people, he's the star of these movies. And again, Oh yeah. It's a I brand. Think, like it's his brand. It's, it's literally yeah. his like identity. And that's, it's, he's built something that's kind of unique. And I think that's what makes him so celebrated. Definitely, definitely. And he, he has a mind for not only just making movies, but telling stories. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever really going to go away. I don't, I don't think we'll get, you know, a 60-year-old Quentin Tarantino piecing out of the industry and going, and, and going off somewhere and just doing nothing. I think he'll always be... I think if anything, this movie probably shows us the passion that he has for Hollywood, you know what I mean? And the industry. And so I I don't think he'll give it up. Uh, I think this would be a good time to bring up. We did Pulp Fiction as one of our episodes and you should definitely check that out. I feel like we definitely talk more about Tarantino in that movie. Oh yeah. um, Or in that episode. Um, Yeah. Check us out. Let's, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Yes. Good job. (laughs) <laughs> way to go okay yeah all right I, that's good enough for me so you can check us out at www.take3amp.com or you can email us uh, at take3amp at gmail.com uh, if you want to send us any of your thoughts on once upon a time in hollywood or tarantino in general uh, let us know your favorite tarantino movie uh, and we will share it on the podcast uh, leave a review and a rating if you want uh, it's completely free and it definitely helps us reach more listeners uh, and we're on all major social media sites at take three amp and those are all the the number three and the letters a m and p and t a k e yeah at the beginning you know how to do it all right bye everybody bye